that's how you want to start it. I wish I would have known. Ask me uh, it again. <laughs> Ask me the question again. It took me <laughs> off guard. I didn't get where you're going with it. I don't know. I'm trying to make small talk. Why? Huh? Why do we need small talk? Because we're just, we're here talking. That's why we need small talk. <laughs> I thought we were talking about a specific subject. I didn't realize we needed fluff. Well, well, this is a general. So far, it's like a general purpose podcast. So general purpose. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm tired. It's been a long week. Yeah. It's been a long week. Even though I had a one day off this week, it's just like my first like weekday off in like two weeks mm-hmm. and then i don't get a day off next week so i'm just like dreading waking up <laughs> early every day i appreciate it i know you do yeah. <laughs> i do it for us so yeah, we can have a right better now. life just just wait till april gets here yeah um, and then i'll be i'll be doing it <laughs> i know i know that's why i'm like that's why i'm like i just have to hold in there but then also i mean hopefully i'll be studying for I'll know I'll be studying for the state test. Yeah. So, um Yeah, you got your last your last national board exam in March. Next month. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I'll know I'll know in April <laughs> uh when I pass and then I can hopefully just jump right into taking the state exam. Yeah. And then you'll be a real chiropractor. Oh <laughs> yeah. A real one that can actually practice. I mean you're a real one now, you just can't practice yeah. legally. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, like, get, yeah, I can't do anything, basically. Yeah, you can't do anything. (laughs) I mean, I could give, like, I could give, like, sound advice on, like, things, but, like, not in a, like, you pay me for the advice kind of way. Yeah, you just can't get paid. Yeah. I can't practice (laughs) either. That would be illegal. Well, yeah, you... You can't practice. No. Thus, you can't get paid. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I can give out, like, nutritional advice. I was trained in that. Like, I can give out exercise advice, you know, things like that. But I can't actually do, like, what I really want to do, which is just, like, crack people all day long. It's going to be fun, I think. I'm, like, low-key excited about it, too. Like, I thought about it the other day, and I was like, it's it's crazy that, like, my friend Rena. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's been doing it for like almost a year now in Hawaii and like I can't wait I can't wait when I can like celebrate like a year of doing like what I want my career to like be long term uh-huh. I feel like I've been working for it for a very long time and I mean, it's just, been what like four years now more than that yeah because school was school was roughly three and a half and I graduated in 2020 and it's 2022 this June will have been two years since I graduated. So, like, five years. Well, I started in 2017. That's when I started at my chiropractic college. Yes, yeah, so that'll be five this summer. 18, 19, 20. Oh, yeah. It will be five, yeah. So, yeah. five on top of undergrad, which took me four and a half because I had to take an extra semester. Yeah. So, yeah. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> I get emotional about it. We gotta change the subject. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I get emotional, y'all. It's a thing. Well, just get it done so you can start cracking people. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be fun, though. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I know there's, like, people out there who don't really believe in it, and that's okay. Everyone has their opinions, but I am a firm, 
firm believer in chiropractic and you know that. Well, I would hope so. You spent three and a half years in schooling for it. Well, it doesn't work out for some people though. Like I like, Yeah, but you graduated, so it obviously worked out for you. Yeah, well that's not true. That like I mean, that's true for me, but like there there were stories about kids who went through chiropractic school they either didn't make it out in the world as a chiropractor or they couldn't pass any exam to like move forward to get their license and so like people just would like they would move on to something else can you imagine spending like 200 grand on education and then it basically going down the drain like i can't even i i like people i joke about it because i don't want it to take over my life like sometimes I feel very consumed by that thought but you know people are like I can't believe you went and you did that and I'm like yeah I know I'm like in serious debt but it's all good like you know it's all good you just gotta be positive about it yeah it's hard sometimes I'm not gonna lie you know that I struggle with it a lot I know but I still married you I know I know (laughs) and I appreciate that yeah so. I mean, talking about education going down the drain, I mean, like, I graduated as an English major. Yeah, but, like, you, I, I think that you still, you what? still use that. I mean, you're, you're well, back maybe in na- school. Well, maybe now I do, but I, I didn't for, like, four, four years. years. Okay, you chose, you made a life decision. Yeah. <laughs> to serve our country, and honestly, like, I think you did it right. You got, you got your base education down, you got that shit out the way. Then you went and you did something you felt like you needed to do, and now you're back and you're better than ever. Uh, better in some ways, worse than others. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I think, I honestly think like, I know you had a rough time while you were in, but I honestly think in some ways it really shaped you as like the person you are. Oh, well, I'm definitely not the same person I was back in. No, but I feel like I feel like there are things that like. Not like not necessarily in a bad way. I mean, like I think it's I think like in some ways it's good. Like you, I feel like you really found yourself in a way. You, I think you know what you want. It's just like it. It's gonna take a lot to kind of get there. Yeah. But that's okay. Uh. <laughs> Life isn't easy. Life is not easy. <laughs> that's okay. That's what life's about: being crazy, making crazy decisions. You know, I have half a mind to be like. You know, screw school in the fall, like, hightail it over to the other college that you really want to go to. I might not be able to go there right away because I'll be in the middle of trying to figure out my practice or, like, if I get to practice. Uh-huh. But if it's going to make you happy, you got to go for it. Well, I don't know. I think I'm going to keep sticking it out where I'm at for right now. Well, that's good. I mean, it's all, you know, that's yeah, fine. I, mean, I feel like it's getting better, but I don't, I don't know. This semester has been, like... One class I enjoy, one class I'm like, yeah, about. Mm-hmm. Well, I also feel, do you feel that with everything going on in terms of regulations for, like, COVID and stuff, since they've lightened up a lot, do you feel like that has made any difference, like, in terms of, like, the atmosphere on campus? Oh, when I went to school Thursday, it was, like, it wasn't, the atmosphere wasn't completely different, but it was different. Yeah. So, just heads up for, because y'all don't know, but the school that Christopher goes to, well, they, I mean, that's pretty much every university in the country, so... Oh, really? Everyone did it? Pretty much. Okay, so, well, a very, lot of very, schools right very now... Very few exceptions. Okay, well, a lot of schools, if you're not in the know, a lot of schools right now have lifted 
the mask mandate, and they have gone down to basically just saying it's recommended that you wear one, so you can choose to wear one or not. Well, at least where we're at has done that. I mean, there's I'm sure there's plenty of other places. Like I'm pretty sure uh, California and New York. Yeah. The well, places places like that. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I know that that has been a very big struggle, like for you. Do we want to? No. We want to bring that in on the podcast. Oh, you're bringing it in very strong right in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, we can edit this out. I'm sorry. Um, we can change topic if you want. Um, I guess maybe the question I should have asked you first off was, what are you drinking? I'm drinking, um, what am I drinking? It's called a Stella Rose. It's a red wine. It's one of my favorites. Mm. I actually discovered this, like, back in my undergrad, but, um... I couldn't remember the name that was on the bottle. The only thing I could remember was Isn't that... Isn't it a pretty basic wine? It is. Oh, yeah. It's very basic, but I like it. I, I just... I don't know. I like it. They have one that's called Stella Rose Black, and it's an even deeper red. Like, definitely not as sweet. It's more of like... Bitter. A, yeah, it's more bitter, but I like that one too. But I discovered this one back in my undergrad. Could not remember the name after it. I think we threw the bottle away, whatever. The only thing I could remember was that it had a crown on the bottle like in the glass and so i always kept my eye out for it and then when i moved to florida i like instantly found it and i introduced one of my friends there to it and he really liked it too and so we would always buy like a bottle here and there and you know movie night and shit like that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's good what are you drinking that's all about basic i'm just drinking whiskey on the rocks (laughs) well i mean you know Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. I mean, whiskey's really the only alcohol you can drink. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You don't really like the taste of anything else. No, I can't stand beer. I really want you to try that daiquiri that I told you about. The butterbeer one. It literally tastes like the butterbeer from Harry Potter World at Universal. And you can't... Like, I don't even know what alcohol is in it. But I tell you what, that will mess me up if I kept there and like drinking like a big one. Because I just had like a little 10 ounce one. Just to try it. Yeah, it was that good. Oh, it was so good. I I wish I we should have gone back, and I should have gotten myself a large. I mean, it was like a Friday night. I could have gotten one that was like five dollars because they you know each night they have a different thing there, and if you get like a large on a Friday night or something, it's like half off, or you can buy one get one or something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we we should have went back. I should have got one. It was it was really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Next time my sister comes in town from him and i'm gonna be like hit me up with that butterbeer daiquiri please i'll pay you (laughs) (laughs) it was so good it's only a daiquiri shop over there or i've never seen uh... i've never seen that flavor over here like Mm. at daiquiris and cream i've only seen it at wise guys okay so i don't know if it's um i don't know if like everyone has that recipe or not it was like I don't know what it was, but you definitely, like, tasted the butterscotch, obviously. Because, like, butterbeer in its, like, simplest form, like, a simple recipe to make it is, like, cream soda and butterscotch. That's literally... And then, like, heavy cream for, like, you know, like, when you go to Harry Potter World, they put that, like, thick layer of cream on top. That's literally what it is. It's just those three things. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, they're one of them, whatever it tasted in there, definitely butterscotch. I don't know what... I don't know what else, what other flavor, because like sometimes like a daiquiri flavor will be like a mix of things. Mm-hmm. I didn't think to ask them how they made the butterbeer one. 
be asking the next time I go, though. Yeah. <laughs> can make it here at home. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah. while you're drinking wine, did you uh, pour out your libation? My what? Before? Your libation for the gods? No, I did not. Mm. No, screw them. I don't believe in one god. No, you don't mess with the Greek gods because they will get theirs. <laughs> no, <laughs> they really will. <laughs> I only know that because of the Percy Jackson series. Whoop, whoop, Rick Gordon, you're the man. Uh, <laughs> very, very tame version of very what, tame version. Very tame version of what the uh, Greek gods and uh, the Greek mythos was uh, were capable yeah. of. Yeah, well, isn't so? Wait, there's so the so the Greek gods. They're they're two different gods, right? They're Greek and then there's Roman. There's like the Roman version of them, right? Well, ba- basically, they were the Greek gods, and then when I mean the Romans had their own pantheon that was kind of like similar i guess when, when uh, they gained more contact with greece as they expanded the italian peninsula and met up with the greek colonies that were on the southern part of the italian peninsula in sicily mm-hmm. they saw like i mean one thing uh, all scholars give the romans a lot of credit for is that well credit and not credit because like if they saw something they liked from uh, another culture mm-hmm. they would just take it and make it roman <laughs> Gotcha. So, yeah, the Roman pantheon mostly is based off the Greek pantheon. Yeah. Well, like, from my understanding, it's basically, like, they're the same, like, the same god names, but, like, no, what they represent. Really. So, it's, like, Zeus became Jupiter, Ares became Mars. Okay, never mind. My whole understanding <laughs> is incorrect then. Yeah. Maybe I just, like, ignored that part. Because, like, I keep going back to the Percy Jackson books and, like, they, I guess, like, they do have different names, actually, but, like, their personalities are, like, completely different, because, like, they have the two different, well, they have, well, like, the some, Greek and the Roman. Well, yeah, well, some are different, and some are, some are the same. It's oh. just, either way. Gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, don't mess with the Greek gods, because they will get theirs. They, yeah. They seem to revel in the trials of humanity. Well, I mean... I mean... What's that one movie? About, what the... Movie? Sorry, I cut you off. No, what were you going to say? What movie? That one movie. Oh, what's it called? Oh, my mom loves that movie. They have like a newer version of it. It follows... What, The Clash of the Titans? Yes, Clash of the Titans. The old one, though. The new one is not that great. The old one. Yeah, the old one's good. The old one's so, so good. I I watched it like a week or so ago. Oh, really? Oh, it's... Where was I? You were gone. Wow, rude. Okay, anyway... Uh, that one yeah, is... so much for being married and knowing everything about I know. what you've been up to, huh? I know, right? Um, no, that one is so good, but that is, like, classic. That's classic, like, oh, watch the the gods, like, be all happy and try to, like, mess with people. Because, like, they do that. The whole movie is them messing with... Who is it? Is it... It's not Hercules, right? No, what? it's... Uh, What's his name? And now you said Hercules, and now I'm thinking about Heracles, and it's not Heracles, and it's... Can't remember the dude's <laughs> name in Clash of It's Clash of Titans, right? Clash of the Titans. Is it Perseus? No. Is it not Perseus? I don't think so. Maybe it is. I wanna say it's Perseus. Should, should I look it up real quick? You, you can, you got your phone right there. <laughs> Let me look it up really pretty quick. Sure, pretty sure it's like, Perseus. <laughs> basically the whole movie is like some of the gods are like, Yeah, let's turn him into a hero and then the other ones are like, No 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 no, we gotta like keep this bro like well, all the gods have uh, have things that they want, and it's just, and they, they want to get their way. Yeah. So, it's not like, 
it's not like later religions and especially not oh, like oh you were right it is it's perseus yeah you were so. right sorry because yeah, i was thinking because perseus is percy jackson in the books he was named after perseus yeah he was yeah, yeah. he was named after perseus yeah yeah but i didn't i didn't make that connection for whatever wow now that we say that i'm like literally clash of the titans could be like a like a prelude for percy jackson like i wonder if that was rick gordon's inspiration it probably wasn't but i mean all of greek mythology was his inspiration that's why he wrote the books no i know but a lot of (laughs) yeah i guess but a lot of what i feel like a lot of what happens to perseus in that movie kind of happens to Percy in the book. Yeah, he goes through the same trials. Yeah. Like he gets the same aid and everything. It, I'm like, based, just a, now, I have, I feel like I have a revelation going on in my head. Like, I can't believe I no, never No, the whole made... thing was a ripoff of the old Greek myths. Well, no, I know that, but not all well, of, not like, not not all of the ones that it, I know. It's Greek mythology in a modern setting. I'm aware. It's like urban, it's urban That's fantasy. That's not what I meant. I don't know what you mean then. <laughs> I just meant like, I feel like... I love those books, and I just never made the connection to, like... You weren't inspired to go look up the original myths? Not all of them. A lot of them I a lot of them I knew because back in, like, a middle school, I had to learn it, like, twice. Like, once in, like, the fourth grade and once in the sixth grade, we learned a lot of, like, the Greek mythology and stuff. And I was also, like, fun fact, I was super into that. I was super into Greek and Roman mythology, and then... I was super into like Egyptology and then I don't know where I don't know how I got to where I am now I I legit grew up thinking that I would like one day like make it to Egypt and like study the pyramids and stuff I was so into like how mummies were done and like I really wanted to learn how to read like ancient Egyptian you you watched the mummy no no and then <laughs> no that is not true okay yes i love those movies except for the third one it's terrible no, the third one is terrible absolutely yeah it's awful but second, second one's mediocre first one was good i only like the second one because it kind of shows like their son and everything and like how they had a life after the first but that's not where i got interested in it was is that at the time when we were learning all that stuff and was it the art museum i think it was the art museum um they were having a special exhibit. It was like a mummy exhibit. And mm-hmm. we went and I just like fell in love. It was just like all this ancient old stuff. And I was like, I was born like right there and then I knew I was born in the wrong century. I was like, this I'm so over I'm so like not interested in the technological era. Like I should have been born where there was no technology. It would have been rough, don't get me wrong, but like I so, think so, like 150 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Way beyond that, though. Like I mean, like I mean, like, I, and not even in America. Sometimes I wish I would have been born like, like in, like I don't know, like just in a like an era of like ancient Egyptian when it was like at its like peak, you know, like when shit was going down. I feel like I missed a lot. <laughs> I missed a lot of history because I wasn't there. I mean, most humans do. I mean, most the average human lifespan, I think, is around 75, 80 years. And we've been on this planet for hundreds of thousands. I know, but like... So, yeah, most humans, we've missed a lot of... History. I know, but I missed, I missed what, I would wa- what I would have wanted to learn. And like, mm. you know, kind of like experience. Though like, I can always learn stuff now, but 
I don't know. I feel like I would have more of like, I'm like one of those people who like if my environment kind of fits what I'm learning, I feel more inspired and like, yeah, let's learn this rather than like sitting in a, you know, boring classroom. No offense. So in a boring classroom. No, I, no, I hate I honestly do hate classrooms. I really do. <laughs> I mean, what was so fun about chiropractic school was that we were put in an environment, at least the way that my school did it, we were put in an environment where, like, it was very interactive. Yeah. And so it got you, it, like, got you in the mood. Like, it got you in the mindset of, like, okay, I have a patient right in front of me. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go through, like, you know, OPPQRST. Like, let's go through their, you know, their history and all this other I have other no sh- idea what that means. It's, it's like the no, list. You don't have to explain you know, it. No, <laughs> it's just like the list of things you ask a patient. But anyway, yeah. like, you know, like I was, you know, it makes you excited. Like if you're in an environment that you enjoy. So I don't know. But yeah, fun fact. I, I was really into that kind of thing <laughs> when I was in middle school. I still would love to go see the pyramids one day. I think that would be amazing. But no rush in that. It's on I mean, my bucket list. I mean, but. I saw the city of ancient city of Petra when we were in Jordan for a few days. Really? Yeah. Pictures? Yeah, I got pictures. You never shared. Did I not? I no? thought I did. I thought I sent them to you like over text or something whenever I had a uh, service. I never got them. No. Must okay. have been bad service. Yeah, it probably was. Honestly, like you were in terrible service the entire time you were gone. I only got like one well, yeah, picture I'm, here I'm and there. Like, I'm anywhere between like five and eight thousand miles away, so yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, you could have sent them over like Facebook Messenger, though. Like I, probably... I think I did a few times because that was more reliable than text. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, regardless, it would still be cool to. I'd still like to go see that with you. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, Petra was uh, featured as Alexandretta in the last good uh, Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones and the Last so Crusade. So the, the one before Shia LaBeouf was added. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> the original the original movies, the, the good ones, not... Yeah, <laughs> not that one. The new school Indiana Jones. Wait, aren't they making a new Indiana Jones movie? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they well, are. At least I heard, about, I heard about it like two years ago and then I heard no, about it. No, I saw it. like a trailer. Oh, there's a trailer for like, it now? Yeah, like maybe a month ago I saw it. It like popped up on my YouTube feed. I don't know if it's still like a thing. Oh, I'm sure it's still a thing. But I don't want to get too off topic, but no. the new Jurassic World trailer looks uh I'm I'm not watching it. I'm not watching the trailer. I watched the movie. I'm not watching oh, the trailer. Oh, you broke my heart for a second. I was about to be like, we're not going to go see it? No, we're definitely going to go see okay. it. Okay, I only saw that one trailer. I'm not going to watch any other ones, but let me tell you, it looks... It looks good. Yeah, I'll just... I'll say this. I mean, I'm not going to go see it expecting it to be good i'm just going to see it just for pure entertainment it's to dinosaurs watch, to, yeah to watch dinosaurs run around okay and, well and it's, they're bringing back dr grand yes and all that, so. i know i'm so excited yes that's the main reason why i want to go and see it but also like it could just be like how we how we did the last uh godzilla movie we only went because we wanted to see big monsters fight <laughs> Yeah, basically. But we weren't expecting a good movie because honestly, the, no. But it was still a very enjoyable movie. It was, yeah, it was actually enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. But I wasn't expecting like a whole lot from the storyline. But I really wanted to see like Godzilla and um, Kong's ass. Like yeah, you did. yeah, and yep. Put him in his place like a bitch. <laughs> Sorry, but Godzilla is like king. You cannot yeah. beat him. I mean, Kong thought he had him in the second second round. Man, no. Kong was too too. Big for his britches. He, I mean, too little for his britches, I guess. I don't know. 
He I just. Mean, I mean, an overgrown gorilla. He I mean, technically still, still very strong, he, but it, it, you're not going to be a nuclear powered. He technically was still very young. If you remember in the movie where no Kong Skull Island, he was still young. Well, how many years had passed in between that movie and the the final one? Like sixty years, almost. No. Well, the last one it was in like seventy. 73 to somewhere 73 to 75 and that yeah it's been like about 50 60 years now well like it's no been no like in like 50, the movie universe it was that long or like yeah. in real life it was that long in the movie universe it's been that long because that oh so he really is not a baby anymore because like no, in, in skull anymore. island he was just like no, he, he was like had, a kid like a preteen no he even had like a lighter colored Fur like a little oh, bit. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. He was looking a little. Yeah, he, he's he's full grandpa. Grown. Yeah. I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say he's a grandpa, but he's definitely full grown. No, I mean, I just. But still, I mean. Yeah. You're not going to be Godzilla. No, no, no. Okay, so I we mean, went off topic there, but I just had to mention it. But like, yeah, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Here's a question yep. for you: What was your favorite topic last uh, semester in school? Oh, easy. But, yeah, so, speaking of, like, trying to figure out when things in time are, we're going to have to turn back. Uh, no, no, your, yours was better. I'm not going to try. What? Nothing. So, favorite topic last semester, yeah. Uh, I had to do a research paper on, sorry, I think we talked about this in the intro episode. Yeah, we did, we did. We, yeah. Yeah, you did, you did this whole, yeah, we talked about how <coughs> you, like, really... <coughs> No, that's staying in. Headphone warning. <coughs> Why? Why would you want to keep that in? Huh? Why not? It's reality. It's not reality. <coughs> no one wants to hear you cough like that. You sure? Pretty sure. I mean, I mean, ASMR is not as big as it used to be, but it's still a thing. God. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you are correct. We did talk about in the last... Yeah. In the last episode, that you really enjoyed Socrates, therefore, our name or your name rather. I'm just kind of here. So- no, we're, we're co-hosts thus okay. far. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. Well, thus Socrates on the mountain. And yeah. By the way, hey guys, this is Dylan. <laughs> you haven't figured it out. And this is Chris. And welcome, welcome to our podcast. Yeah, we we've hope- been we've been ranting for almost thirty minutes. I haven't gotten to the subject yet. That's okay. The, that's life. I was talking about that earlier, right? Was yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. You know? That's life. Yeah. This is how we get on these really good topics, though. You have to admit, like, a lot of, like, our interactions... No, I mean, that's why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. We just talk about stuff, and it kind of leads to other stuff, and I don't know. I feel like we end up really... We really do have good conversations. I think that was one of the things back when we were first seeing each other... That was like my favorite thing about you was that I felt like we could talk forever because we would just like, we would just bring stuff up. I mean, that's usually a pretty good sign. And I mean, if you want a green flag, then having long conversations that are almost never ending yeah, and they just feel natural to you, that's mm-hmm. it's pr- it's a pretty good indicator. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> I think like, I think one of the big things for me was like, there was that one time that we wound up at like a Starbucks and we stayed there until they closed. And even when they were closing, they were like, nah, y'all can stay and keep talking. And we just like sat there while they cleaned up shop. 
I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No, I feel like a piece of shit now. Oh, yeah, we definitely did that. We went out. I, I think I had worked that day. You met me for dinner at this place. Well, you had already had dinner, but I wanted a burger. You didn't like the burgers at this one place. You met me over there, and then we walked over to the Starbucks. And we just, like, sat and we talked for hours about anything and everything. Yeah, I feel bad. The only Starbucks date I remember was when... I agreed to be a girlfriend. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that was not the first time we went to Starbucks together. Oh, though. I know it wasn't. That's just the one that I remember. <laughs> I mean, that was the important one. At least, at least to me it was. No, that one was important. But I, I think for me, I think that one particular moment that I always remember us being in like a Starbucks that was basically closed down was like... I don't know. For me, I always think back at that moment. I'm like, that's the moment that I should have just like known that like that was it. Like that's how that's how like surreal I mean, that moment was for me. We hung out for like a year before we actually started like going out as a couple. Even though we've been like I said hanging out for a year. Yeah. Just us two for like ninety percent of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, the, we only had when we go see movies and stuff. We every once in a while we'd have like another friend who would come with us. Very, it ended up being very rare though. It yeah, was, like like I said, ninety percent of the time it was just me and you. Yeah. So we were basically dating. But like not, not dating. dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, we really, yeah, you're right though. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Again, like you know, good conversations. I think you're right. I think that's like a hallmark of a good relationship is having a good conversation with someone <laughs> that you feel like you can just go on forever. Yeah. And for those that don't think this is topical, it was just Valentine's Day, so... Yeah. Yeah. This is our Valentine's portion of the episode. We don't have a Valentine's Day episode, but we'll have a Valentine's portion <laughs> yeah. for it. <laughs> Probably, maybe next year we'll we'll try to do a Valentine's episode. We could do it on, um... We could do it on St. Valentine. Because wasn't he, uh... Because wasn't... Wasn't there, like, an actual dude, like, a priest who was named... No, there is a St. Valentine, but I don't really know anything about him. To we could talk about talk him. About it. We could learn about him. Yeah. Together. Talk about him. <laughs> yeah, but that that is not my field of expertise. I could do it. I'll do All the right. research. All right, that, that's your homework for the... Next year. For the next year. <laughs> learn everything there is to and know about And we're still Saint... here. It'll be me on that episode day, guys. Yeah. <laughs> learn, learn everything there is to know about St. Valentine. I'm, I'm specifically not... I'm not going to learn anything. Okay. It's going to be all you. What if it happens to come up in one of your classes? I don't think it will. You don't think so? No. At least not before next year. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. I'll, I'll get on that. I mean, I think I've actually done all my European. Oh, really? So, yeah, so... Oh, okay. Well, then perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. I'm, not, I'm, I'm done with that. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, but for this episode. Yeah. We are talking about the namesake for this podcast. And I hope that going forward into the future won't be, I guess, I guess a mark against him. Hopefully, be in favor of him. I would uh, like. I hope, I hope it's worthy of his memory. I would like to think <laughs> that we do him justice. I would, I would hope so. But yeah, so we are talking about, like, you stole my thunder a little bit before we started recording. It's like the man, the myth, the legend, because yeah, he is the man, the myth, the legend. That's very appropriate. I only said that because I know that's how you, I know that's how you envision him, and I agree. Well, it it is. I wasn't trying to steal your thunder. I knew that's exactly what you wanted to say, (laughs) and so I said that. It wasn't trying to steal your thunder, though. It's because I know you. Yeah. Well... Anyway, so yeah, we're going to turn back the clock all the way to 
2,500 years ago. It's a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, recorded history started around 8,000 years ago. So give me a little perspective. What was going on in that time when Socrates was alive and well and out so preaching? So when Socrates was alive and well, what would you do with... Uh... Ah, there it is. I tried to be a little bit professional, so I actually did make an outline. It's not a very good outline, but I have an outline. <laughs> We're still new to this, guys. Don't judge too harshly. I'm not his. I'm not technically a historian just yet. <laughs> yeah, not just yet, but he's working on it, guys. He's he's good. Yeah. So, Socrates was born in the year 469 BCE. So remind me what BCE means. <laughs> All right. So BCE is before Common Era. Before Common Era. So what's yeah. considered Common Era? Like you associate it with like AD, like BC and AD. Okay. Like that got replaced. I think of. Uh, maybe 15 years ago it got replaced like they stopped using bc and ad and started using uh bce and bc oh i would well, have never know. known that had you no, not bce told me and ce excuse me so before common era and then common era so instead of bc before christ and what is it? what's ad ad stand after death. death i mean a lot of people say after death but it actually means it's latin it's or, like a, it's like anno domine, domine. Which means what? After death? No, it's like the year of God or something of something of that something nature. Something like that. Year, okay. year of the Lord. Okay, so instead of using those, we now use before common era and common era. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So it, it's still the same calendar. It's just we call it we call it something different. Why did now. they rename it? What was the? Do you know? Uh, I don't know if it has something to do with being politically correct or just like. The fact that we're looking at so many different calendars mm-hmm. throughout history, so you can't just say BC and AD when you're talking about the specific because Christian. there's different calendars. Yeah, and even then, it's like there's the Gregorian calendar, which I'm pretty sure is the calendar we use now. And before the Gregorian calendar, it was a uh, damn. I can't think of the name right now. It's okay. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Right now. But yeah, there was a bunch of there's a lot of calendars throughout history. Gotcha. Especially a. Uh, if a phone one to look at is the calendar of the during the French Revolution. The French Revolutionaries wanted to get rid of absolutely everything that had to do with what came before, so they made their own calendar. <laughs> oh my god! And like their own set of days, they they had like their own years, their own months, and all that. Jeez, people <laughs> it, are so petty sometimes. No, they got ridiculous with it. They also turned uh, Notre Dame Cathedral into the. I don't know, it was like the Temple of Reason or the Cult of Reason is what they called it. Like the name? Yeah. So it's not called the and from Temple of some, And from some of the accounts of that, it, they, it basically they would go in there, have discussions and orgies. But Quasimodo wasn't expecting that. No, I guess not. Jeez. <laughs> okay, so back to back when you... Okay, so what was the year that he was born again? 469 BC. 469 BC. Yeah, and just remember that when we're, we're talking about dates right now, we're going to be going down towards zero. And then... So we're, we're okay. talking about from 469 to 399. Okay. So just know we're going down. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Honestly, for the longest time, that I, it took me the longest time to wrap that wrap that around my head. Like, how does So what happens after work? zero? One? Yeah, year one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. 
Like you're Is it bad? I never knew how that worked. So wait, wait, wait. No, a, lot people really... a lot of people don't really think about it. Like I said, it took me the longest time to get my wrap so, my head around really it. Really quick, because like I'm still thinking in like B C and A D. I mean you can, so, it's fine, it's the same thing. If before common era is supposed to be B C, right? Yeah. Okay, so 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 Christ was born Yeah. When when Christ was born, that was year zero. Oh, the year Christ was born, that was year zero in in the Christian calendar. I'm so bad at calendar. I'm not even gonna lie when we would then, mention that and and like. And then even though like one of the things that's, it's bad about using the, not one that it's wrong to using the term after death for AD. Yeah. It's that's not even true because Christ was born in year zero of the Christian calendar, and he died in AD thirty three. How can he be after death if he doesn't die until 33 years? Oh, <laughs> I get what you're saying. So think okay. about that. Okay, yeah. That's, that's... why it's that's why it's Anos Domine, year of the Lord. Yeah. And not after death. Okay, that makes so much more sense. No one's ever told me the Latin. You said it was Latin, right? Yeah, it's Latin. Okay, yeah. No one's told me that before. Okay. Yeah, that's so you know. use that as a nice uh, little trivia facts yeah fun facts when if you ever talk about bc and ad and someone's like oh yeah after death i'm like no <laughs> so when did so if he was born you said he was born in i'm so sorry Talk, four, talking, about so talking about socrates, yeah, socrates. going back to socrates he was born yeah. in 4 469 yep okay so when did when did everyone start noticing he wasn't like the average joe uh how old was really? he you think was he like a young? Was he like? Was he like a young professor? Like no, going was, around his twenties, and he was like, "I'm smarter than all you people." Actually, no. When he was young, in his younger years, he was not really. A, he was not a philosopher or scholar at all. Really? Yeah. What did, did is there any record of like what he did before oh. he become uh before he became a scholar or whatever? Oh yeah, and that's actually what we're getting into. Okay, cool. So four sixty nine, Socrates is born. He's born. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm coughing a lot. Maybe I should drink more whiskey. <laughs> I was about to say that. I don't think that'll help. That's just part of the fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so 469, he was born in what we recognize today as the city of Athens. Okay. I mean, you know about Athens, Sparta, yeah, yeah. and all stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware of that one for sure. So, yeah. Uh, this is after the Persian Wars. It's okay. like after, like you know, like the movie Three Hundred and all that. I hate that movie. That's we a can, great movie. We can talk about that later. It's a great movie. What's wrong with you? It's an awesome movie. Just, it's it's not historically accurate at all, but it's a badass movie to watch. It bores me. I'm not gonna lie to you. I guess I guess it's a guys movie. Yeah. I mean, you would think it'd be a girl movie too, though, because those Seen guys a bunch are of, like, like Jack dudes. Oh yeah, those guys are like <laughs> hot, but like, no, it bores me to tears. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, but um, unfortunately for you, Spartans did not go into battle in loincloths. And no, capes. I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. I don't know why they dressed them like that then. Because it was based on a graphic novel, and they just wanted to look as badass as possible. Well, I mean, then they succeeded. Oh, yeah, they absolutely <laughs> I mean, did. they definitely succeeded in that aspect. But we're not talking about Sparta. We're talking about Athens. You're right. We're talking about Athens. Yeah, so Athens. the city of Athens, or as you would say in the Greek, the polis of Athens. So polis means city, or like city-state. 
Okay. Ancient Greek. Gotcha. So do people just call it polis, or just do people call it polis Athens? In scholarly circles, you use well, they would just recognize it like if you were an Athenian and you lived in Athens, you recognize like that is the polis, the polis. Okay. So like the polis of Sparta, the polis of Thebes, Corinth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, so he's born in Athens in four sixty nine. And he was born into, he was into the, so Athenian society is, is it's kind of like a caste system. Mm-hmm. So you have like the slaves at the bottom. Then you have just like common people, tradesmen, and you got like tradesmen, merchants. And then you're getting towards the top, you're getting into like kind of aristocracy territory, but I don't know. you got hoplites and then you have the equestrians i can't remember exactly what they call them but yeah basically it's the people who were wealthy enough to own horses oh dang yeah and those that would be like the aristocracy but the hoplites had also had to have some kind of wealth as well because they had to buy and maintain their weapons and armor and it wasn't cheap <laughs> yeah i'm sure it wasn't yeah. jacked up prices talking about inflation what nothing I don't know. I'm sorry. No. No, it's just that it was made out of bronze and it was like, especially like, uh, well, do you know why they're called hoplites? No, I don't. All right, so hoplites are called hoplites because of the shield that they carried into battle called the hoplon. Why is it called the hoplon? It's just the name for shield. I'm not a linguist. I can't get into specifics of it. Okay. Basically, it's just, it's a shield. Well... As history progressed, like it, the the style would change, but in Socrates' day, it would have been like, it would have been like, would have like a wooden base, and then layered multiple times of like fabric, and then finally coated with bronze. Oh, that's interesting. Kind of like a really fancy paper mache. It sounds like. That was like wood, and I think there was a layer of fabric. I can't remember the exact make of it. I, I did read a book on it, but it's it's been a while. And then, but the last layer was bronze, and it was very effective. It would, I mean, people have done studies on it, and like you'd you'd recognize it today as like only covering about maybe. It, it would cover from like a. A modern person, say like five ten, six foot, it would mm-hmm. cover from like your knee to your shoulder. I mean, that's pretty vital areas to cover. Well, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's I, why I, I was think made that big. But it's like, and you're talking about like, I mean, people have not always been this tall. Like, you go back to ancient Greece and you're talking about the average height is like four foot. No, <laughs> like, no, no one's ever really been that short except the pygmies in Africa, maybe. <laughs> no, but like five foot, probably though. Like five, five. Yeah. Like five, four, or five, six. Yeah. Somewhere in there. So you're covering most of your body. Yeah. And so really that's probably the most expensive piece one of the that's probably the most expensive piece of equipment. The next expensive actually this is probably more expensive, excuse me. The uh cuirass that you wear, it's the basically like the, the breastplate. The, yeah, the breastplate yeah. that they would wear. Which in like the original days like it in the original days, the, the like going back to like probably like 1000 BC or going back to like Homer's day, 
or even like just before Homer's day, like the Iliad and the mm-hmm. Odyssey and all that, breastplates would have been literally just like a piece of metal mm-hmm. over your chest with like tethered, it's like tied around your shoulders. Yeah. Just kind of like holding it in place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so the shield, the cuirass or best breastplate, then you have your greaves, which cover your shins and all that. And then you got a, don't know why, I can't think of the name right now. It covers your forearm. I don't know what you would call that, like a... I, I want to say gauntlet, but it's not a gauntlet. I can't remember. I feel like I know what that's called. Like, I don't know, if you want to look it up real quick, you can, but I can't remember the name of it right now. I feel like an idiot. Ugh. And then uh, the helmet, of course. The... There are many different styles of uh, Greek helmet. The one that stands out in in popular history and popular mind is the Corinthian helmet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what that looks like. It's like the stereotypical Spartan helmet they yeah. see like, whenever guys get like Spartan tattoos and shit. Mm-hmm. It's like basically slits for the eyes, slit down the middle for the nose and the mouth so you can speak. It, yeah. So... A member of the hoplite class would have to maintain his class status by being able to afford all of that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. And the spear as well. Be able to keep and maintain the spear. But yeah, it's a lot it's a it's it's a lot of money, but not nearly as much as what the equestrians had to had to pay to maintain their spot. But yeah, so he was born as a hoplite. And being a hoplite in in ancient Greek polis, like once you come of age, you're expected to to stand in the stereotypical phalanx. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You find it yet, or like... no? Uh, they just keep talking about the aspis, which is the technical name for the shield that they had, the one that we were talking about that covers like most of your body. Yeah, aspis hoplon. Um, yeah. but they don't say anything I mean, anything there's a difference about... between those terms. I, I mean, I'm not an ancient Greek yeah. historian, so... I but... mean, there's definitely, like, there's definitely, like, pictures, obviously, of, like, of them wearing stuff on their forearms, but I uh, think it, it's just, like, forearm shield. Like, I don't know... No, it, it, there's a name for it. I just can't think of it right now. <laughs> but, yeah. So, it's, it's not that important. You, you just lost in search now, or like? Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you had me out on a mission. I wanted to complete it. Now I'm going to be thinking about it all night. Oh, you find out later. But yeah, once he came of age, he was expected to stand in the phalanx alongside the rest of the citizens of the polis. And they would conduct drills, be very well disciplined, and then pretty much every summer, a war would start up with somebody. I was supposed to be like, oh, spring break, right? And you're like, oh, no, war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, did he actually do it, though? Like, you said he was expected to. Did he actually? Oh, or yeah. Like, oh, yeah, oh, he, he was did? all about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the thing about Athens is, especially coming into Socrates' day, they weren't really, and after the Persian Wars, they weren't really known for their, I mean, the Athenian army, uh, the hoplites, I mean, it's not like they were second rate or anything. I know a lot of people think about like the Spartan, the Spartans, and how like good they were, and how invincible they were in battle. Which uh, a lot of that's propaganda. It's mm-hmm. not really necessarily true. There's actually a few times where Spartans get their butts whooped. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. 
So Athens, pretty good army, but they really focused in their in their navy. Mm-hmm. And that started with. Um, did you watch? You probably didn't watch the second movie of a Three Hundred Rise of an Empire. No, 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 you didn't watch that. No, no. Well, the main character in that movie is very loosely based on the historical figure of Themistocles. Okay. Who's he, he's pretty much the founder of the Athenian Navy. Okay. And he made the Athenian Navy what it was in Socrates' day. Hundreds of biremes, triremes, quadremes. Uh, I can't remember what to say for the other one and there's there's there is one bigger than that i can't remember the name of it right now it's like quintremes or something like that mm-hmm. and athens had basically formed i mean they called it the delian league it was basically an athenian empire over the entire Aegean ocean so athens had set up like all these other smaller greek city states as client states and it started out being like a mutual aid thing. Like, hey, if the Persians ever come back or somebody from outside comes and like, tries to mess with you, we'll be there to help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quickly, like I said, it devolved basically into like, oh, if you, uh, you want us to keep protecting you, you need to, you need to pay up. Um... Yeah, so they started collecting tribute from their... <laughs> tribute. Uh, yeah, start collecting Quote, tribute. <laughs> protection money. <laughs> taxes, you might say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> start. There's always taxes somewhere in yeah. the history. Yeah. But eventually this would get Athens into some kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. Because though the Delian League was like the dominant force after the Persian Wars in, uh, in Greece, there was another headed by their arch rivals, Spartans. Which a lot of people talk about the rivalry between Sparta and Athens and that's not just popular history. Like they actually did have a big rivalry with each other. Like they did not get along. Their philosophies on the way to conduct their their philosophies on life and the way the Polish and the excuse me, not the Polish, the polis <laughs> was like meant like the way it should be run was very, very different. They they just didn't mesh. But they headed up the uh, the Peloponnesian League. Mm-hmm. It called the Peloponnesian League because so we picture Greece like you know it's kind of like two halves. Mm-hmm. So like there's the mainland Greece, which has like Athens, Thebes, and all that, and then there's like that little like it's almost an island except for that little strip of land. You know what I mean? Sure. Right, so there's a little it, it it would be an island if not for the isthmus of corinth mm-hmm. but that's the peloponnese okay. so like it's southern greece is the peloponnese and sparta was in charge of that league mm-hmm. and unfortunately i didn't take it down in my notes but but yeah there was a there was a small island off the coast that was kind of damn yeah, it's actually critical to the peloponnesian war Anyway, there's a dispute between Athens and Corinth, and Corinth had claimed that this island was under their control, under their protection, and Corinth was a member of the Peloponnesian League, so the Spartans. Mm-hmm. But Athens was trying to muscle their way in and like bring them into under their influence, and then one thing led to another. Next thing you know, Athens and Sparta are at war. 
Mm-hmm. And it lasts a good, well, the first half of it lasts for like a good 10 plus years Jeez. of straight war. <laughs> and it's in this first half of the war that Socrates earns his stripes, more or less. As a hoplite, he's expected to go on campaign around Athens. And the land that Athens is in, north of the Peloponnese, that is Attica. So he goes on campaigns around Attica. He goes into the Peloponnese on on expeditions there. And he fights in at least three campaigns at at the battles of Potidaea, Amphipolis, and Delium. But yeah, this is basically where Socrates initially earns his reputation. And through these actions, he does become a household name in Athens. Why do you think that is? I don't know, he fucks some people up. He's very good at being a hoplite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has he has a, such a reputation amongst the other hoplites in the army of his bravery. Basically, if he was ordered to hold a certain position, then that's what he was going to do. And he was not going to leave it come hell or high water. Unless he, until he was told to do so. Hmm. And he did, several times. And he actually saved the lives of several very major Athenians, including one that'll come up later. And he was also known for his incredible endurance. Like, it didn't matter how hot it was, it didn't matter how cold it was. It just never seemed, he just never seemed to care. Like, it could be a freezing night, all the other hoplites are trying to huddle around a fire or, like, cuddle up for warmth, and Socrates is just standing there, like, Spearing the ground, just staring out into the night, like, yeah, it's a little, a little chill, a little chilly. He's a tough dude. Yeah, very, very, very tough. <laughs> but it would serve him pretty good later in life. So the first half of the Peloponnesian War ends, and the peace is supposed to last. Peace is supposed to last between Athens and Sparta for fifty years. Did not last that long. That's what to say. <laughs> How long did that really last? I think it made it about a year. <laughs> if if that, it did not. It did not last long at all. I was gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. In my head, I was like, maybe like fifteen. No. no. <laughs> almost as almost as soon as the fighting stops, it starts back up again. No, it's pretty no sad. <laughs> but in the second half of the Peloponnesian War, Socrates has. Basically, come of age where he he's retired. He's not on the front lines anymore. He's no longer he's no longer actively in the army. He's not a hoplite on the front lines. He's still what technically. Was, what was like the age out? Oh jeez. Do they have an age out? Yeah, it was from like I think it was from like maybe sixteen or something like that up until what twenty? No, it was like fifty or something like that. So he was fifty when he got out. Uh, let's see, 469. Yeah, he was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Jeez. Yeah, it's not like today. It's like, oh, yeah, you you go into the military when you're 18. You can get you, out in four years. <laughs> you, you do, No, you, you go into the military when you're 18. You do 20 years of service. You get out when you're... 38 like yeah oh that's true yeah and you can get like full retirement <laughs> yeah no you want your full retirement you're gonna be there until you're gray <laughs> no well you know what i mean like, as long get, as, as long benefits. as as long as your body and your muscles can bear to hold a shield and a spear and stand in line with good discipline were they that you're, fit up until 50 years like because there wasn't like a whole lot you in the drilled way of, like, you drilled all the time and 
yeah, if you were, like I said, if you were a hoplite, you were expected to maintain yourself. That was just like your life. Yeah, that was your life. You, you were fit. It must have been interesting to live a life where, like, I, I almost kind of imagine it kind of like, you know how, like, actors, like, especially, I feel like this goes more so for male actors. I mean, not to say that, like, female actors don't do the same thing, but just because of, like, all of the, like, superhero movies and crap coming out, you know, a lot of the male actors, you see them, they have to be physically fit. They have to, like, put on muscle and stuff. Oh, female actors definitely so, do. I mean, well, Scarlett Johansson, I'm sure, worked oh, out for her role in Black Widow. Right. <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not saying that, like, this doesn't go for female actors, but I'm just thinking, like, in terms of, like, back then, like, it was always the guys who were, like, fighting, right? Like, obviously, there was no women fighting. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, in, so, in the military today, it's, like, you're expected to yeah. meet a certain physical standard and maintain that. Yeah, but, like, let's be real. Like, come on. Like, not ever. Well, me, well, I mean, back then, it's not like like today. You just get scolded, and you might get kicked out of the military. No, if you were right. So, like, it must have been interesting to <laughs> no, live like, a life where like your livelihood literally depended upon whether or not like you could go like lift a freaking boulder over your head, something like that, yeah. or like go run a mile in like two minutes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, like you know what I mean though. Like that must have been interesting because even now, right? Even now, like in the army and the military and stuff, when you reach you, there's like age groups where like if you're a certain age oh we're gonna give you like a handicap to where like you can do this much and still pass your oh, that was your pretty physical exam i think that was i think that was a pretty recent thing honestly in like the last 30 years they did, they started doing that well that's because we're lazy now no i mean yeah Wait the ancient go greeks to war they're gonna be really sorry they put yeah. those restrictions out there oh uh, i mean the great the ancient greeks definitely were were not wasted though like like i said from the time you were a teenager till you're about 50 years old that had to be so physically demanding like oh absolutely like because like, if but you those think guys about... were strapped and oh. when i say strapped i mean strapped <laughs> oh i'm sure but like also like you have to think like there were so many challenges back then like you know obviously there were no cars and stuff wait did they have like chariots and stuff at yeah. this time so they did have like a way to like get from point A to point B a little bit quicker, but not like crazy. Actually, like, you I were walking most places, right? In, in the time of like Homer and like the Iliad and the Odyssey, chariots mm-hmm. were a thing, but in later. Well, so wait, we were it, talking but, about and, the, and so, the hierarchy, so, right? So, like, did would he be in the hierarchy of like he owned a horse? Socrates? Yeah. No, he didn't own horses. Right. So, like, unless you owned a horse, like, there was no point in having a carriage, right? Or like a. A chariot. A chariot, yeah. yeah. Carriages weren't a thing yet. Sorry. Well, you know what I meant, yeah. a chariot. So, like, well, then, like... Well, char- chariots have kind of died off. Like, they're mentioned a lot in uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Especially being, like, symbols of status. Yeah. Like, all the kings of... Like, all the yeah, Greek, that's what I'm saying. All the Greek kings That's why Iliad I brought up the chariots. status thing. Because it's like, well, if you don't have a freaking and horse, it's, then... <laughs> it's, actually a, it's actually a point of scholarly debate. Because, like, the way Homer describes... The use of the chariots in the Iliad and the Odyssey, basically, guys get on the chariots and they take guys from the rear, bring them up to the front line, drop them off, go back and get more, and it's got like a transportation thing. That's ba- that's how that's basically how Homer describes it in the Iliad. <laughs> really, I don't remember that. Yeah, and I read go, the Iliad. Yeah, go over it again. You'll you'll notice. <laughs> oh, okay. And like Homer, because like in Homer's day, he's. Or whoever Homer was, or who Homer's, who the Homers were, because it might have been more than one person. Yeah. Basically, whoever wrote it down, like centuries later, 
didn't understand how chariots were because Greece went through a dark age and they lost pretty much all of their old history. Mm-hmm. So he's like hearing all these stories and tales and like talking about chariots and he's trying to figure out like what were these chariots used for. Mm-hmm. And the best that they came up with or Homer came up with was like, oh, it's just transportation. We get from one spot of the battlefield to another. Even though we know from literally every other history that chariots were actually used in combat. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it just seems logical. I but even know. at this time in Socrates' day, chariots weren't a huge thing in Greece. Okay. People knew of them. People definitely used them. There were chariot races. So what was the deal with like... So, okay, if you were... They're hoplite, right? Hoplites, yeah. Okay. So if you were a hoplite, could you get married? Was that a thing? Like, did you have to, like, be aged out and be out of it in order to get married? So, like, were you 50 by the time you were getting married? Or, no, like, you were getting married you... as a young man. Like, you, you, basically, aside from the drills and the summertime warfare, you lived a normal life. Except for the drills in the summer wars. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, I mean, yeah, that, you that, had a pretty normal life other than those two things. I mean, that was normal for ancient Greece. But, like, like, I yeah, okay. That was, that was normal you're, for ancient yeah, Greece. Right. It was, like, almost expected, like, somebody's going to war with somebody every almost every summer. But, like... You're saying drills. Are you talking like a monthly thing? Like, cause you you said they have to they it's have like, to keep physically fit. So like, what are they doing in the meantime? They have another job on the side. Yeah, most of them, especially like uh, hoplites and the equestrians, ha- would have like estates that they were in charge of. Oh, okay. So, so they would, were running would, things. So it would be like the farm would bring in the money. Oh, I gotcha. So they they would have enough money to buy to own land. Yeah. And like make use of that land, mm-hmm. and then they would use some of that money to buy their equipment and maintain it and then they could typically own slaves that would work the land and yeah. the women would stay behind and run the household right yeah look out their children so this is a stupid question for yeah. you uh but i i don't know why i feel the need to ask um you know how like our parents they were like oh we always want we want more for you mm-hmm. than like what we had so like if you're a hoplite you got married mm-hmm. and you have a son mm-hmm was that son just like automatically expected to be a hoplite or could he want for more for his kid? I mean, for centuries, basically, like whatever your father's profession was, that that's was like gonna, what you went into. That's right? what you were going to, that's what your, your profession was. That's what be. I figure. But like, I feel like Socrates would be that guy. Uh, he didn't have kids, right? He was never married. No, he got married and he had kids. Oh, shoot. I'm just like, I don't shooting know his in wife. The dark. I don't know his, I don't know his wife's name. I don't think she really, I don't think she comes up in the stories about Socrates. She might. Okay. I haven't read that much of it yet, I guess. Well, okay. But he, he did have, I think, maybe three sons. I know he had at least two. Okay. He had a, maybe three sons. Well, see, I feel like I feel like he would be that dad who'd be like, you're better than this son. But if he liked being a hoplite, I mean, I take that back. If he liked it, it, it he might have been que- like, go for it. No, the question of whether he liked it or not, honestly, like he just felt that it was his duty to his city, to the polis. To, uh-huh. Like he was born into the hoplite class yeah and so like, he was he gonna would, commit to it yeah he, he committed to it yeah okay I mean, right, up until enough. up until the day he died he had nothing but the greatest respect for athens yeah so was it unheard of though for like someone well, i mean i guess not because he became a scholar right like is that normal yeah, once, for a hoplite once this basically probably before his service officially ended but like after his service ended he yeah, he became a philosopher. So is that unheard of? Like, did did like people who retired like after they were done like with the hoplite 
service and everything like did they just go back to like their normal lives and like that be like forever their full-time pretty gig much, I mean, or you, like you just, you just go retire to the farm right or well, if so you, like or if you wanted to go into politics you go into politics a lot of them went into politics right so it wasn't unheard of for people to like switch into something new once no absolutely they left. not like no so what got him into politics and being or well, not politics necessarily no. right what got no, him into Paul, no uh, socrates stayed away from politics as much as he could so what got him into being like wanting to be a scholar what was the like changing uh, point probably thing? just uh just probably just took his interest i mean yeah. he got into probably like i said probably before he ended his service as a hoplite his his active service as a hoplite he got into the natural sciences, basically trying to figure out how the world worked. Are you saying that as a guess, or like is that like a recorded fact? Like, do no, people no, know it's a recorded fact. I mean, it? I don't know enough about it specifically, like talk. But, but yeah, he got into the what is today referred to as the pre-Socratics, and uh, base, basically, it's natural science. It's trying to understand oh, okay. how it's trying to understand how the world works, like the relationships between animals yeah. and uh, plants. Uh, seasons. Yeah. The just like why does everything work the way it does? Yeah, the cycles of the sun and the moon, the yeah. nature. What do you think piqued his interest? Was there ever like a area that he seemed to talk about more? When he really got into, when he really stopped being like more of a natural scientist and really got into philosophy, mm-hmm. uh, he had a few things. He, he really just he sought the truth of things he wanted to get down to the lowest common denominator the nitty-gritty of it all of like like his big pursuit when he finally did become a philosopher was virtue and what is virtue and at least what i've read it as far as like plato and xenophon talk about who were his students like he never figured out what virtue was like he could identify things that were virtuous, mm-hmm. but what was virtue itself? He never could figure that did out. Did he not have like what he thought? If he never figured it out, did he ever have like a definition that he would use to like teach and or like describe what he was looking for in the word virtue or like? No, that's the thing. He never. He was. He was looking. He. That's what he was looking for. Was that definition, and he never found it. So, what is just curiosity? Do you know what is the Webster's definition? Oh, I can't tell you, but can I look it, it up? Yeah, sure. Share. Look it up. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up real quick. Virtue in Webster's dictionary. Webster figured out what Socrates couldn't. <laughs> I'm just curious now, like, cause like I'm sure there's a bunch of different versions, but. Oh, yeah, but basically it's, like, honoring, like, and say in one of the uh, Socratic dialogues that Plato wrote, uh, uh, Euthyphro, I'm, I used to know, I, I knew how to pronounce these things. I could look it up, and the, then we can have uh, the phone say, <laughs> say like the word. Probably, like, the, the first Socratic dialogue, or at least the scholars think it's the first Socratic dialogue, uh, uh, Euthyphro, Socrates gets into a conversation with uh, gets into a conversation with uh, another Athenian who's currently going to court against his father on the charge of his father being being impious. What do you mean? Like, basically taking his father to court because his father committed sacrilege against the gods. Oh, <laughs> it's like, well, what does it mean to be pious? 
Right. And so Socrates, because Socrates so was he all, takes that he takes that view of it. What is pious? Well, that's not. Well, I'm just using this as an example. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So like he's trying to he goes through his whole conversation with this guy, who's taking his father to court for being impious, <laughs> and he's trying to figure out. Says, well, surely if you're taking your father to court because he was impious, you know what piety is. So he's asking him. And in the end, the conversation just goes around in a circle a couple times. And both of them are confused of exactly what piety is. They can identify pious things like honoring the gods and stuff like that. Like what specifically is piety? Mm -hmm. And in the end, they can't figure it out. (laughs) So I have it here, if you're interested in Webster's definition of virtue. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a noun. There's a couple different, there's like seven on here. They're all really short, so I'm just going to kind of go through them. Um, The first one's conformity to a standard of right, um, a particular moral excellence, a beneficial quality or power of a thing, manly strength or courage, a commendable quality or trait, a capacity to act, chastity, especially in a woman, and then uh, the plural virtues and order of angels. But Socrates I th- definitely would not accept any I of those definitions. I was about to say, I don't think Webster knows what virtue means. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot, that, that's that's the a lot of different and definitions. It like, and it's like, what was the first one? Was the first uh, one? Conformity to a standard of right. What is that? I mean, okay, they have so like morality what, as like a. All right, a so like, what what is the what is the standard, and why is it the standard? Right, is, those are the questions Socrates would ask. That is exactly where I would go with that. To be honest with you, like, and then a particular moral excellence. Like, what does that even mean? Well, what does it mean to be excellent? Well, what what moral are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, that... So, like, are there... And Socrates would be like, well, are there some morals that are virtue... Like, we can identify morals that are virtuous, but it still doesn't tell us what virtue itself is. Yeah. And it's kind I of I can see term- why that's confusing. Yeah. And honestly, right, reading these Socratic, Socratic dialogues and all that, it is sometimes confusing because it's like... Especially like reading like nowadays, you expect like get to the end of a conversation and there be an answer at the end of it. Normally, yeah. You there's would. almost never an answer at the end of a Socratic dialogue. You're. Just I feel lo- like there's some. <laughs> I feel like there's some kind of like value in that though, because like even if you don't come out at the end with an answer, I feel like if you have a really good conversation. Well, you come out you- at the end of it at the very least knowing what something isn't. Yeah. And the idea is that you can work off of that to figure out, like, okay, well, I know it's not this. Yeah. And then you try to figure out a way to, like, well, what if I can somehow get to here and yeah. kind of figure it out from there? And yeah. Well, I always find that, like, even if I have a conversation, like, if I start a conversation out on, like, one particular thing and then it doesn't get resolved, like, even if the, even if it's something that I really want it resolved, I still come away with more knowledge than not. Yeah. It could be about anything. And that was basically like, Socrates' whole deal. Is like it didn't preferably you would actually you you get to an end point. Like yeah. you you reach a conclusion like okay, you can say this is what whatever this is. Yeah. A lot of times it didn't happen though, but you very least still came away with the wisdom and the knowledge like okay, well I know right. it's not that. Yeah. So you gain like some kind of wisdom out of the conversation, which is good. Like, you can say it's virtuous to to not lie. That's true. But just 
but telling the truth is not virtue. That is a virtue, but it's not virtue itself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm thinking about... Uh, this is, this relates because we were talking about the mummy movies earlier. This is mm-hmm. so random. <laughs> um, and I think it was, I'm almost positive. It was the, was it the first one? doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It was either the first or the second one. There's a part in it where the character Evie and her brother Jonathan have like the book of, um, the book of the living is it the book of the living and the book of the dead no the book of the living because they're trying to kill imhotep okay um and the book of the living will take your life so she's trying to read this one particular passage from there and jonathan keeps on like being like come on eva come on she's like patience is a virtue yeah and so like, patience <laughs> again patience that, that's a virtue yeah it is a virtue but it it's is. not but it is not virtue right it's not virtue thing. itself and socrates was looking for what virtue was yeah like he get like patience, uh, telling the truth, standing by your word. Yeah. Like honoring your city, honoring your family. Yeah. Those were virtues. Yeah. But it wasn't virtue itself. Yeah. <laughs> so you could say, just going along with this, you could say that Socrates, just because of his how he served as hoplite, mm-hmm. he was a virtuous man. Yeah. But, like, he would never say that because he wouldn't know what virtue means. Neither do we, really. Let's well, I mean, real. he <laughs> did understand, like, through these... Through these acts, I am... No, no like, through these, uh, through the conversations, the, like, through his search for virtue, he understood, at the very least, like, he, he, he knew what a good life was. Yeah. He, he knew what a good life was, and he recognized at the end of his life... That he, he knew he lived a good life. Yeah. Honoring his... In, in service to his polis. Mm-hmm. At least that's how he saw it. Yeah. There were, unfortunately, there were some people who did not see it that way. <laughs> but... Well, there's always going to be but haters. We're, 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 <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> but really, finishing up the on the second Peloponnesian War in mm-hmm. the second half, uh, at one point, Socrates gets elected to the council of athens council of 500 mm-hmm. and was one thing that you always learn about athens whenever it comes up in school pass athens was <laughs> a pass i don't know what where are you going it with was this? a democracy i wouldn't have said that it but okay. was the first <laughs> democracy <laughs> i never learned that so this yeah. is good to know you never learned that? No, I didn't. No, they'd love to teach that in, that's, in, Amer- in the U.S. public school. I <laughs> I can honest to God say, if that was taught to me at one point, I don't remember. You probably just forgot then, because I almost guarantee you it was taught to you at some point. <laughs> that's really bad that I don't know. I didn't learn a lot about Socrates or Athens in general. I just learned well, about... Well, not Socrates, Greek. but like if you ever took like a world history class or like a Western Civ class, I guarantee you, t- you talk about Athens for a little bit, and you did talk about the fact that Athens was a democracy. Oh, uh, well, shame on me for not remembering that, I guess. I guess it was so insignificant in my high school life. I was like, I don't need to know this. Yeah, and like the word democracy comes from the Greek, uh, Greek roots... Demos being people, the demos, and then the, I'm an English major, but I don't know how to describe the second half of the word, but the democracy, so democracy, 
Wallocracy is like rule. So kind of like... People rule. Yes. The, the rule. People it's the rule. rule of the people. Yeah. So that makes sense. I never once learned that though. Yeah. I didn't know that's what democracy meant. Yeah. Demo- like, it, the, like the word broken down. I didn't know yeah, that's so what it like meant. Yeah, so it's like demos, dem. God, I feel like such an idiot sometimes. Like we... we no, even, like this isn't your field of study, so I don't I know, expect it. I know, but like know. also like when you're learning like medical stuff, you know, everything is like... Well, those are more German roots, aren't they? Like a lot of it's German, isn't it? See, it's bad that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... I don't think it's German. It's all like... What is that term? Oh, what is it? I feel like I know it, but like I don't know how to like verbally say it. Um, is it Greek? Shoot, that's gonna bother me now. I feel like it's either ger- it's either gonna be German or Latin. Latin, sure. Latin, I think. Yeah, I think it's a lot of a lot of medical terms have like a bunch of like Latin in it. So like in school, like you kind of learn that part of it. Like so, you learn how to break down words, but like. Also, like, we literally had one class where we would... It was, like, random words. It didn't even... They weren't even medical words. It was just, like, words in general. And your our teacher made us break the word down into the individual words that were in the word to help you describe the word. Yeah, get to the root... You get to the yeah, the root word. words. Yeah, yeah so, like... Yeah, and it was... It, actually, he had one really fun activity in his class where one day a week we would get together in groups and we would have to come up with he would give us like one root word and we had to come up with the longest word that had that root word in it Mm -hmm. and it was actually a lot of fun because i think my group got up to like a word it was i don't even know i couldn't even tell you what it was but i think we had like 15 letters in the word i don't even know how a word could be that long sounds german because germans are have ridiculously long well, words in there. Regardless, <laughs> we had we we had somehow scoured on our phones and like in the books that we had and everything like that. We found it, but it was like a time limit thing. You, it was like a crunch time thing. But I had found this like really good website for it. Yeah, but it's like in, I know Germans will take like they'll take four different words, put it into one word, and it'll mean something different from the other. Four yeah, it, yeah. I mean, really though, it's it's wild. I mean, I I, feel, I wish that they I wish I would have learned that earlier on in life because I feel like some things I was probably taught, but like I took no interest in it. So like again, it goes back to like, I like if I'm in an interesting atmosphere, I kind of focus yeah. in on it more. But like, and maybe I did learn that in high school at one point. I learned about root words, and I was like so uninterested in it. But then when I got to like, well, I mean, I don't know because like because I did, and we went to the same high school. It was like, did we learn root? We even took an English no, 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 course not, together. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, a Western Western civilization or, like, world history. Yeah. That we did that. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, I'm saying, I guarantee you that you learned about ancient Greece and Rome and all that. Yeah, I just, at one point, I, I must just, have been so, like, just, like, uninteresting well, to I mean, me at that point. high school isn't, yeah. It's uninteresting, period. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, one of the many failings of the public school system. Yeah. But, yeah. And we went to technically a good high school. We did go to a good high school. So. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. So yeah, Socrates is elected to the Council of 500. And basically, so in Athens, there's a bunch of different tribes. Wait, hold on, stop. Sorry, I'm sorry. Remember when we watched the series Rome? Yeah. You said he got elected to the, to the what? To the council. 
Of 200? It, of 500. Of 500? Is that the same thing that we were watching in that show, Rome? No, that was the Roman Senate. Oh, right, the Senate. So, so okay, Ath- yeah, yeah. And it's like, Athens is a democracy. Rome, at that time, was a republic. So it, it works It works differently. It's gotcha. similar, but it works differently. <laughs> so he was elected to this thing of 500. The Council of 500, So, yes. and they were like the people, they were like the people in the democracy. Yeah, so like every, so there's a... In Athens and in in like the area known as Attica, mm-hmm. which Athens was the capital of, there were a bunch of different tribes. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me which tribe Socrates is from because I, I honestly I wasn't gonna I honestly ask you. Don't know. <laughs> I wasn't gonna. Know. So basically, all the tribes elect representatives. Yeah. To go sit in the council. Right. And so Socrates is serving on the council of five hundred, and then at one point it comes his turn to be the. Prytony or Prytony, something like something along those lines. Basically, it's like you know how we have like the Speaker of the House, yeah, and House Representatives. That's basically, what I was thinking. Basically, he's the he's the President of the Council Five Hundred for. They uh, had like a term for or like whatever. a short for like a very short period of time. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's uh, it might be, might have been like a month. Do you it know wasn't how they picked long. people, or was it just kind of like oh it's your turn? Basically, it was his turn. <laughs> I mean, he was elected to the council, but then it was his turn to serve as the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, specifically, it was his his tribe's turn to serve. Oh, in okay. That position. So, and so, he was the re- he, he was the representative from his tribe, so he served in that position. He was the president. So each tribe had only like one representative, or was it like you kind of had a couple? Or do you not know the specifics? Because it's okay. Knows, if you don't. I don't know the specifics. I was just curious. That's you definitely said something that. I need to. Well, because I was thinking about how, like, you know how each state has, like, a representative, like, for, like, the big presidential well, I mean, vote? Well, I mean, the United States, every state gets two senators and based on population, X amount of representatives. Yeah, I know. So, That's what I mean. But That's why I was asking. It made me think of that. Yeah. But move on. Sorry. But, but, yeah, so it's his turn to serve as pretty. And, unfortunately, at this time, it'll come up, it'll come up later in his life. Athens is fighting the second half of the Peloponnesian War, and at, at this current time, they're not—they're honestly not doing too badly. They're not winning, but they're not losing either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at this period of time, there was a big naval battle fought between the Athenian navy and the and the Peloponnesian League and Spartans and their allies, and the Athenians won. But the Athenian generals made a made a big boo boo. As far as uh, <laughs> as far do? as the Athenians were concerned, because ancient Greece, this is a very religious time period. Mm-hmm. Like there's cults of like cults of Demeter, cults of uh, shoot, I forget the name of the god. Uh, like cults of Zeus, cults of Athena, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. All these cults of uh, Aphrodite. He's like, and basically everybody was a member was a member of a cult to like the gods. Mm-hmm. And there's certain rites and rituals, and they have to be observed annually, et cetera, et cetera. And there's some, and there's certain things that are absolutely taboo, like things that you absolutely just do not do. And one of the things in Athens you do not do is leave the slain on the battlefield. I'm guessing they did that. Yeah, they did. Disrespectful. They didn't really do it intentionally, though, because after so, it the Battle of Arginuse was a it was a big, big naval battle. A lot of ships got, a lot of ships were sunk. 
timber and bodies flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then after, not long after the battle, the winds picked up and the current shifted and kind of took the Athenian Navy away from the site. So they couldn't, they couldn't recover the bodies. And they also couldn't recover some of the survivors that were left in the wreckage. But they originally returned to Athens, and it's like, oh, we won this great victory against the Peloponnese. Hooray for us. Mm-hmm. And then a survivor from the battle that was left in the wreckage makes it back home. And he, tell, he goes around the whole city telling everybody of how him and his comrades were abandoned mm-hmm. by the generals and the rest of the navy. Jeez. Yeah. Talk about a tough realm. Yeah. So the generals get brought into the get brought in and they're all put on trial. And they're put on trial and it is it's pretty much a unanimous decision of the council to that to put them to death. I was about to say bloodbath. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, not really but a bloodbath because that was barbaric in Greek terms. So oh. ha- so guess how they did executions in, in Athens? What, did they hang? No, they did not. That was also considered barbaric. They didn't behead people. They didn't hang them. Uh, did they do the thing where they tie limbs on? No, they didn't draw and quarter them. Wait, hold on. They didn't behead them either? No. All those what were... they do, smother them in their sleep? No, that was also that was also considered violent and barbaric. What, they <laughs> push them off a cliff? No, again, violence... <laughs> Again, it's barbaric. Like that's what barbarians do, and Greeks were not barbarians. At least they didn't think themselves as barbarians. What? What did they do? Give them a pack, a lunch, and some water, and tell them to keep walking? No, that was a different. That was a different thing. They, 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 oh my gosh. <laughs> they actually did that. Well, an interesting thing about the Athenian democracy is that uh, every year, every year, and this had to happen every single year, they would vote. And uh, if they came to a decision, they didn't always come to a decision, but if they came to a decision to ostracize somebody, basically kick somebody out of Athens, out of Attica for a period of 10 years. And that happened every year. So somebody was getting kicked out of Athens almost every year for 10 years. (laughs) Okay, so what did they do? How did they kill them? Well, state execution in Athens was through poison. Basically, they forced them to commit suicide. I feel like that's cruel and unusual punishment. That was the civil, there... that was the civilized way. So, that was a civilized way to go. So let me ask you this. So you know how like Christianity God looks frowns upon suicide. Not the Greek gods. So right, I was about to ask like what what do the Greek gods feel about that? You, they, they just don't care. Not really. <laughs> so like it wasn't like against their religion to like commit suicide. Commit no, absolutely suicide. not. It was a way kind of like the Romans considered, and uh, I mean. So here's my back, other question: What kind of poison was it? Was it like immediate, or was it like hemlock? What's a hemlock? It's a. Is that what the poison's called? Yeah, it's called hemlock. Oh, well, it's from the hem- it- it's from the hemlock flower. I think it's specifically it's like the root of the flower, like ground up. Yeah, yeah. And it's like so like. I thought you were describing, like, a symptom. I was like, I've never heard of that. No. Okay. I mean, it wasn't really pretty. Like, symptoms weren't very pretty. Like, once you took the poison, it didn't take very long to kill you. But okay, so it was... You, it... Di- you didn't enjoy your last moments of life. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I feel like that's kind of, um... 
I, I feel like that's worse. Like, I would have just been happy to be kicked off of a cliff, to be honest with you. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just sounds really bad. Okay, here, look. I looked it up really quick just for me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, Do you have the symptoms of, like, what happens if you drink hemlock? <laughs> yeah, this says symptoms, treatments. Um, it's a dangerous plant that grows throughout the United States. Oh, fun fact. If you want to poison someone in the United States, I we guess. We do not condone that. Um, we do not condone that. I'm not even going to describe what it is. They can look it up if they want. Um, Wait, you can describe the symptoms. I'm, hold on. I'm, I'm looking for it. Um, it's got a couple of fun names. Deadly hemlock, poison parsley, California fern, spotted hemlock. Um... Okay, here we go. So, hemlock poisoning may include trembling, burning in the digestive tract, increased salivation, dilated pupils, muscle pain, muscle weakness, or muscle paralysis, rapid heart rate followed by a decreased heart rate, loss of speech, convulsions, unconsciousness, or coma. In severe cases, it can cause central nervous system depression, respiratory failure, acute rhabdomolysis or breakdown of damaged skeletal muscle acute renal failure or death yeah so all that's happening before you die that's uh unfortunate yeah um goodness yeah that doesn't sound fun at all there's like really nothing like they wouldn't have been able to do anything back in the day for this well no i mean that's what it was a form of execution like no i know Wow, that's really sad. Yeah. Like I said, it's like you're convulsing on the ground. Like you're starting to like spit and slobber. And like you, yeah. you have no control over your body. So like you're possibly crapping your pants, pissing yourself. And like you... <laughs> yeah, it's just it, not it's fun. Not, it's, not a very, it's not a very good way to go. Yeah. But it was seen as the civilized way of execution. Jeez. So yeah, council voted on it. It was unanimous. Sends them to death. Okay. There was one linchpin in, in it, though. And that, a... and that was Socrates. Socrates, as the president, as the Brittany, had to agree to as well. And he did not. <laughs> so what happened? So based on the evidence that, based on the testimony of the generals and the speakers, Socrates basically said, like, how to say to do kind of how I was saying earlier is like generals didn't really have much of a say in the matter the with the winds and the current kind of carried them off where they could actually actually pick up everybody mm-hmm. and he was more inclined to he was more inclined in that direction so he's like yeah it's a terrible thing like that the generals like didn't pick up the dead or the or the survivors but it was in, in a lot of ways out of their control Mm-hmm. And plus, like they just won this great victory for the city. Yeah. And now you're trying. To, now you want to kill them all. <laughs> so he was basically just like the logic in the room. Yes. He was like, "Come on, guys! Like this is stupid. Yeah. Let me explain why." <laughs> I mean, there's a few times where Athenian democracy makes very rash decisions that they'll end up later regretting. <laughs> I don't know. The minute you said that, I was like, "Wait, if they won a war, well, they didn't win the war. Would... They just won that battle, okay, and well, it was a big battle." <laughs> again, though, but like same diff. If you won this big battle, like why would you immediately want to kill everyone that just won that battle for you? Because sacrilege. Very, very religious time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
So Socrates had to sign off on it, and he refused to do so. So he put his veto, his vit, his uh, Jesus, his veto mm-hmm. to the council. Council voted again, overrode his veto, sentenced him to death. I think all but one of them got that. Oh, they could override his veto. Yeah, that kind of stinks. I mean, it's kind of like how uh, how the legislature and the executive branch interact today. It's like the Congress can vote on something, like vote on a law, vote on a bill, get sent to the president. President can veto that bill, get sent back to Congress, and then Congress can vote on it again. Did he not try to re-explain to them that the whole situation? Yeah, was... they didn't care though. They were just hung up on that, huh? Yeah, they they thought they deserved to die, and damn it, they were gonna die. It's upsetting. Yeah. So what happened after that? So they were all sentenced to. He- Hemlock. Yeah, they were all sentenced to go drink the hemlock. Okay. And they did, and they died. I think, well, like I said, all, I think all except for, I think one of them got out of it. Got out of it. So, so let me ask you this. Did they, did they pick their bodies up afterwards, or did they, like, leave them out for the birds? No, so it was like they, like, like, they sentenced them, they went to prison. Yeah. And then their execution date came up, and then they drank the hemlock, and then they carried them away and buried them. Or burned them. Like all nice, like, you know, so that they also don't go to trial for sacrilege. Like who also go to trial for sacrilege? You mean, I don't know what you're saying. I'm, I was trying yeah. to be funny. It failed. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And so, it, and another big thing going on this time is that Athens, it's basically reached a stalemate against the Peloponnesian League. And whenever you have a stalemate, one of the things that you try to do in war is open up another front. They tried to open up that second front in Sicily. And it went horribly. First of all, the Sicilians, at least one of the uh, Greek colonies in Sicily, said, hey, we'll help you overthrow... Hey, if you come and like overthrow Syracuse, we'll pay you all this money. Mm-hmm. And the story's actually really funny. Because like, this small Greek colony didn't have any money. But they had enough money to have one very nice set of dinnerware. <laughs> dinnerware. And huh? so when the Athenian uh, representatives went to this colony, mm-hmm. and they were being shown around all different people's houses and like given like common hospitality, like taken yeah. into a home and like given this great meal and everything, what the, what this colony did was they took that one set of dinnerware, mm-hmm. and as these Athenians went from one house to another. They would take the dishes, clean them up, take them to the next house, and set everything up again. Oh my god! And they did that however many times they had to do that to convince these Athenians that they had all this money that they didn't have. Goodness. <laughs> so the Athenians sent this huge expedition. Commitment. Yeah. So the Athenians sent this huge military expedition to Sicily to try uh-huh. and besiege and conquer Syracuse. Mm-hmm. It's a complete disaster almost from the get-go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the Athenians are either killed or captured by the Spartans and Syracusans. A lot of manpower and a lot of money wasted. Mm. And one of the things that happened during that expedition was the betrayal of Alcibiades, who was a young man, very well-liked, very well-respected, had been a student of Socrates for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suppose they also had a sexual relationship with Socrates. In in ancient Greece, had sexual relations between older men and young, between older and younger men that was commonplace. A, a normal thing. Back yeah, then. that was a normal thing. Well, I I can't say back then because 
but yeah. I mean, I feel like that could happen now. But basically, Alcibiades like was a student of Socrates to learn the art of rhetoric that he would then use to go into politics. Mm-hmm. And he was a very good politician, very good speaker. You, you say he had a silver tongue. But on the way to Syracuse, he jumps ship and goes to Sparta. And at least part of the reason is was that him and his boys had done something very bad back in Athens. Mm-hmm. And, one, and what he had done was he had gone, him and his boys had gone around and desecrated the Herms. And the Herms are basically these small, like, guardian statues outside of all the Athenian homes. Basically, they're kind of like guardians of the house. Like, they bring, like, good fortunes to the, to the household. Mm-hmm. But all the Herms have, like, little phalluses on them. Little dicks. Yeah, I know what a phallus is. Yeah, just making sure. <laughs> and basically what they did was they went around and uh, removed all the phalluses from the Herms. I'm guessing that was bad luck back that, that's, then. That's, that's a very, very bad thing to do. <laughs> but they were, they got together, they got drunk. Mm-hmm. And they just went around Athens. and Taking a, extreme circ Extreme circumcision. For all of the for all of the Herms in Athens. Oh goodness! <laughs> so the council hears about this and they they start sending word to the fleet. Hey, hey, Alcibiades needs to get back here to stand trial for impiety. Mm-hmm. So Alcibiades is like, no, I'm not going back. So he jumps ship and goes to Sparta, and he stays in Sparta for several years. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he actually, uh, but then he ends up having to leave Sparta. Because guess what he did? He defaced some some little mystical pot that was supposed Maybe, to be some good luck. No, it's not really it's not necessarily bad in the eyes of the gods, but it's bad in the eyes of like bad in the eyes of man. He slept with the king's wife. I, I literally was about <laughs> to be like, "What did he sleep with someone?" He slept. <laughs> like, he slept with. He slept with the king's wife. <laughs> So he had to. He had to hightail it out, huh? Yeah, and then he goes to the, and then he goes to Persia. Mm-hmm. If you're a good Greek, you don't go to Persia. Persia's like, I mean, Athens and Sparta might have their rivalry, mm-hmm. but all Greeks agreed, fuck those people, <laughs> <laughs> and any and anybody associated with them. Uh-huh. So he goes to per- so he runs away to Persia, and he stays he stays over there for a while. Mm-hmm. So. He becomes a very unpopular person in Athens. Sounds like it. He does eventually return to Athens, and he actually helps them. They don't, not win the war, but they do win a couple battles with him at the head. Mm-hmm. So he kind of sort of redeems himself, but not really. So yeah, coming to the end of the Peloponnesian War in the year 411, there's a coup in Athens, an, an oligarchic coup. Uh, coup. Mm-hmm. Like All the aristocrats are tired of this democracy thing. The war is going terribly at this point, so is the coup of the 400. 400 aristocrats, 400 oligarchs take over the city of Athens. doesn't last for very long. The Democrats come back, kick out the oligarchs, and reestablish democracy in the city. Mm-hmm. But basically, the damage was done, and Athens loses the Peloponnesian War. Spartan, Spartan troops come marching into the city, say... All right, you had your run of things. Now it's our turn. They station a garrison in Athens. They tell Athens to tear down all your walls. 
that they had built during the war. Mm-hmm. And then they get rid of the democracy and establish a kind of a very smaller council of 30 influential Athenians, Athenian citizens, who also, of course, just so happen to be friendly towards Sparta. Mm-hmm. And so with this, what was known later as like the tyranny of the 30, and it is not a good time for Athens. No. Basically, any self-respecting Democrat gets out of the city. They leave. The ones who are left don't don't have a good time. The 30 takes power, overrides the Athenian constitution, mm-hmm. and anyone they see as an enemy, they just go after them. They either kick them out of the city or more often commit some kind of violence against them. A lot of times kill them. And a lot of Athenian citizens were killed at this time. And that happened in 404. And they lasted longer than the last coup did, about a year. But in 403, a democratic Athenian, uh, Athenian army like forms, comes back, defeats the forces of the 30, and brings democracy back to Athens. What? I'm listening. Um, honestly, we've gone for almost two hours now, so I think... I'm dying. I know, I can tell. I'm so tired. I know, it's late. Yeah, it's late. But yeah, so... 403, democracy returns to Athens once again. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to end that there for right now. Thank you. Yeah. So this was uh, his, A History of Socrates, Part 1. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least partially History of Socrates. We did... Uh, we rambled me, a Socrates. little bit. Kind of <laughs> yeah. went off track sometimes. Rambled a bit for a little while, but I think that's part, it's just I life, that's part of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's end with a quote. Hmm? From Socrates himself. No, I'm still, I'm still rabbit. But yeah, well, the next time, I mean, it's not going to be another month. I don't think before the next one. No, I think we could easily record think, the yeah, rest well, of it a couple days after this, or even tomorrow, and we could just post them in two different parts. No, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So I'm, like, thinking. I'm, I'm thinking like in like in like another week or two weeks at the most, we'll put the next part out. Yeah. 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 And give you more time to go into like more detail because like when yeah. once you get into like four oh three and then three ninety nine, that's a very big year in Socratic history. There's definitely a lot of detail and stuff I'd like to go into. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, I really did. I learned a lot. <laughs> I did. Sorry I kinda you lost me a little bit in some ways. I know, places. it's a it's a lot it's a lot of history. It is a lot of history, yeah. And I'm not, uh, um, this is not the part of history that I've ever been, like, into. Honestly, I wasn't really interested in this part of history either until I did that paper last semester. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had, like, a reason to look into it. I've never had a reason to look into it. So, like, for me, this is, like, brand new stuff that I'm learning, so. Yeah. It's interesting stuff, though. I am enjoying it. Yeah. And I hope other people are enjoying it as well. Yeah. I do, too. All right. And a part one of learning about Socrates, the man, yeah. the myth, the a, legend. A general history of Socrates. Yeah. Plus a little bit of like ancient Greek history because yeah. you, you really can't talk about Socrates without talking about the Peloponnesian War. And that'll, yeah. that'll become relevant in, in the second part. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, what was that quote that I read earlier and you really liked it? There were two. There were two. Yeah. Um, one of them was about living a good life. Mm-hmm. And the other one was about, um, at the end of the day, like, whatever conversation you have, you'll agree more with, like, the better one. 
Ah, here it is. I found it. It's from uh, one of Plato's dialogues about Socrates. The most important thing is not life, but the good life. Agreed. All right. So that has been, I guess, technically episode one, because last one was episode zero. The real episode episode one one. (laughs) of Socrates on the mountain. Thank you. Hope it was enjoyable. I know it's a little scattered, but we're still getting into this. I'm sure episodes going forward will be a lot better. Yeah. We're still learning. Yeah. Hope the sound quality is at least better, though. Yeah. Let us know what you think, if you can, and uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. All right. All the ghosts out there, see you uh, fairly soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Bye.